Do you speak Elvish to your coworkers? Have you ever bet on a Beyblade match? Did you ever accidentally beat up your neighbor while pretending to be a Pokemon? Then, then this, this is the, the podcast, podcast for you. you. the new year so we got a new game it's named after everyone's favorite god of the underworld except for zagreus's that's his son hades (laughs) (laughs) no i i wasn't expecting you to match my energy but uh, this is fine it's so zagreus is building up to escape the underworld from his father hades (laughs) and along the way you meet all your favorite greek god characters like Dionysus. He drinks. He helps you drink. So Hades is a game made by Supergiant Games, which we are already a, we were already a fan of before Hades blew up this fall. Well, they made, fall 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they made uh, Bastion, Transistor, and Pyre. Super underrated game. But anyway, the theme that all these games sort of have and the studio kind of keeps trying to push onto its creative endeavors is the storytelling aspect of it. Mm -hmm. So this is essentially, I mean, it's two-dimensional, correct? It's it's basically two-dimensional animation, right? It's an isometric top-down view. You've got the 3D models in there. And it's a roguelike game, correct? Yeah. Can you explain what that is? Because you wrote down that comment and I was like, "Uh aha, yes, a roguelike game. (laughs) I like rogues. A roguelike is a game where you have to progress through the same, well, sometimes randomly generated groups of levels over and over again to varying degrees of uh, success. You might not make it to the end of the game in your first go, but it's essentially the same process over and over again. But there's a lot of chatter about what makes something a roguelike versus a roguelite and i found this out recently and a roguelike is the one is one where you progress outside of the run after a run you might get a buff Mm -hmm. there's a few items that you collect in the underworld that even if you die you can take back to the beginning so you're not starting as essentially level one each time you run through the dungeon you can keep leveling up your character in order to make in order to get through the story which i like because you don't have to be the most skilled player ever to get through this game and uh, see all the good dialogue and the storytelling. Yeah, it even kind of rewards you for dying because after you die, you respawn in the House of Hades. Yeah, you get to talk to this great cast of characters all based on Greek mythology. Some are original. Achilles, Nyx, the Furies, um, Hypnos, Thanos. No, that's a Thanatos. Thanatos. <laughs> I was like, Thanos. Thanos, he's here with his gems. I definitely watch Marvel movies. <laughs> but your job is to escape the underworld. Essentially, there's four levels that we have discovered of the yeah, underworld. Um, Tartarus, Asvidel, Elysium, and Styx. I love Tartarus because it's easy. (laughs) Makes me feel good. I'm like, this is the run where everything gets better. I'm going to get through it. I'm going to make it all the way through. And then my least favorite is Elysium. It it used to be Asphodel, but then I kind of learned the patterns a little bit more. But now it's Elysium. I just hate it so much. There are these butterflies. These butterflies 
these soul-sucking butterflies that just float <laughs> towards you and they slowly float in time to the music and they float up and you just slash them away and they're everywhere and there's ugh. I hate sticks, I think, because of the poison rats. Ugh, poison rats. They just kind of vomit everywhere. It's terrible. Yeah, it's, ugh. Do you have a favorite character? Well, the one I'm most excited to see all the time is um, Dionysus, just because of the uh, the buffs that he gives. But my actual favorite character is probably Achilles, maybe? I don't know. He's chill. He's kind of boring, though. <laughs> Well, way to call the famous Greek hero boring. Well, he's, no, he's nice. That's the thing. I, I'm always happy to see him because he's got something nice to say and he's my nice mentor, but also. He's I, too nice. He's a little too nice. What does that mean? Well, I like the more, I don't know, maybe I. You like the more emotionally traumatized characters <laughs> that are in, in inner, ter, inner turmoil. Wow, but I also like, I also like, uh, I like Dusa. I don't know. I don't, I don't know like why. Dusa. <laughs> well, she is is weird like that. <laughs> I don't know. Dusa is a gorgon head, and she floats but around. She's and so cute. She's so little. <laughs> but, but there's definitely so many secrets hidden in this game that even though we've done several runs, we still haven't figured out. So yeah, I'm excited to keep working on it in the new year. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we can beat, beat it, the boss. <laughs> I at this. At this time in the foreseeable future, I can't see myself being this boss because it's getting so frustrating, but mm. we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. So this is <laughs> this is the podcast Fictionality. It's a podcast where we discuss how fiction influences our reality. So here is our first entry of today. It's an anonymous entry, and I think you're going to find this one very funny, Holly. All right, I will listen up because... I don't know. I think all of us have had this experience before in elementary school. Mm. Thank you, Anonymous, for this submission. (laughs) So I was on the bus on the way home from school, and there was this guy. He was, whatever, an annoying kid. But weren't we all? Weren't we all? Weren't we all? I most definitely was an annoying bus kid. But there was this girl that hated him and wanted to mess with him. So we decided to say that she was a witch and I was a werewolf. And boy, was this boy gullible. He asked what made me a werewolf, and I said I had teeth like a cat or a wolf, with the spiky teeth on the top and the bottom. And my hair was brown, so that was enough for him. And for the girl who was the witch, she said she could change the shirt of the bus that the bus driver was wearing. So we told him he couldn't watch because mortal eyes would be burned. (laughs) So he ducked behind the bus seat, and she said some magic phrase or just waved her arms. And when he came up, he didn't believe us. And we were like, no, she actually did change it. He was like, I thought the shirt was blue before. And we, being the whores we were like, said, no, it definitely was pink before. And she just changed it to blue. After a minute or two of convincing, he believed us. They gaslighted <laughs> So then he thought I was a werewolf and the girl was a witch for I don't know how long. Huh. Well, I can... Hmm. I did convince... Myself and others that I was a werewolf as well. So this is a relatable. How do you convince yourself that you're a werewolf? Okay, so I. (laughs) Did you not just see a full moon and say, oh man, guess I'm wrong? (laughs) No, I was a werewolf the whole time. I think I was convinced. (laughs) No, okay, I was half werewolf. That's it. I remember it now. (laughs) I remember my justification. So 
in first grade, I was, I, I thought, hmm, I'm done with pretending to be a panda and I'm done with pretending to be a dragon. It's not that it's not cool. It's that it's not real. So I'm going to... <laughs> you didn't even think a panda was real? <laughs> no, but I am not a panda. But you know what I am? A werewolf. It is 100% true. I convinced myself and I was like, this is a more... Essentially, I, it was early cosplay probably. <laughs> I've never... Wait, cosplay- I don't remember you wear. I was the one that dressed up as a werewolf for Halloween. No, no, I never wore anything. It's just that I... It was sort of that thing where it's like, well, no one can be convincingly a dinosaur, but someone can convincingly be a wizard. Or a so, mermaid. Or a mermaid. With legs, I With guess. legs, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're saying. Everyone can be convincingly a wizard because they have, they can just look like a everyday person. Yeah. What did you, I'm still, con, con, I'm still wondering what you did on full moons that convinced you. It, did you walk out in the middle of the night? <laughs> Did, did you howl and I was You think asleep? I was paying attention to the moon cycles in first grade? <laughs> That's right. We learned that in third grade. My mistake. <laughs> My Yo, mistake. The Every day is a full moon in first grade. <laughs> the crazies are out all the time. Except, everyone, except somehow everyone knew when Friday the 13th was. I couldn't tell you when anyone's... What, what day of the week it was, but I could tell you when Friday the 13th was. Everyone was always talking about Friday the 13th, and I never knew that that was about the movie or anything. Me neither. I just so thought it they was were like, Ooh, it's a spooky day, it's the spooky day. Oh, everything's scary, we're all gonna get murdered. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, why? <laughs> yeah, this, this entry is manipulation in its finest. Yeah, it's fun manipulation. <laughs> <laughs> I could see a kid being convinced of this. Oh, absolutely. Of the shirt change. Because, I mean, what are we actually looking at? No one ever remembers what the bus driver's shirt looks like. Yeah. That's I something that Sherlock is one. supposed to come back and say, like, he's wearing pink because he's actually depressed. And then, <laughs> <laughs> oh, his shirt has this one organization's name on it. And I can track his fingerprints down. And, oh, look at how the wire looks on this one computer. That was because he was drunk. And... <laughs> Yeah, I have an instance with werewolf people as well, I guess. Oh, yeah. But mine wasn't in first grade. Mine was in uh, freshman year of high school. <laughs> there was this transfer kid, and I swear to you, I still there is still part of me that thinks he is either a werewolf or a vampire. Did he just have a beard or something? No, but this is the thing. He talked in a weird combination British and weird... California accent. I couldn't really tell what it was because we're Americans. We don't go anywhere. Yes. But not only did he say, he'd always come up to me like, Josephine, how are you this fine morning? And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? No, not only did he look super pale and really tall and really lanky and looked like he was older than everyone in the school, including my theater teacher. (laughs) He also wore this like adventure looking leather jacket. Ooh. And said he traveled to all these places. Of course, he got bit in the travels. I was wondering that. He'd always wear all black. I'm like, um. Mm. Sometimes I'd see him out my bus window and be like, is he sparkling? I don't know anything about <laughs> Twilight, but I've been told that they sparkle. They sparkle. But on top of that, he wore two very strange trinkets around his neck. I can't remember what the other one was, but the first one was like this weird long claw looking fang thing. And it was, oh, uh, it was spooky. 
And one time he touched my hand and it was freezing cold. But just the way that he would never show up to school. Okay, granted, this is also the year I was concussed, so anything goes. Yeah, anything goes on the year that you were concussed. But people told me these wild stories about him. He seemed very intelligent and could talk to anyone in the class and make anyone focus all their attention on him. But It's the charm spell. I still see this charm in my head that he had around his neck, and I was like, what is that? And we'd always, I remember we would ask him. He wouldn't answer. And he just knew. He was like, I'm going to wear three things that give me the air of mystery that will confuse everyone. And then he would leave. And I'm like, I was convinced he was a werewolf. And everyone was like, me too. I wasn't the only person. So that means that there is a werewolf. I'm just thinking, like, if there was a bite on his neck and he wore all turtlenecks, then that would be a dead giveaway. No, he didn't have a bite on his neck. I I know all this because I was snooping. (laughs) I was so, I was convinced. I also had nothing to do. All I was supposed to do was sit in the back of classes and read my Batman comics. I wasn't supposed (laughs) to do any work. It was not allowed because I was concussed. You were concussed. How much do you believe that there could be vampires and werewolves just chilling about us? Uh... Not you, you all thought too you much. were one. <laughs> I thought that I was one, but I feel like being that close to it <laughs> once you're out of there. <laughs> out of what? Can you talk to me? Out about of this? the mindset. <laughs> I thought I was a freaking werewolf, man. I was a half werewolf. Sorry. I don't know how that works. Was it our dad? I don't know. Well, you know how in Harry Potter when Hermione turned into a cat with the polyjuice potion and they just kind of drew the curtain around her yeah did you ever go in elementary school and be like wow that curtain in the far corner of the bed has been drawn for a long time oh yeah that's suspicious i was like this is suspicious (laughs) i never drew a curtain i never was like aha i got you (laughs) and then the kid who hit their head is crying with an ice pack How many times were you given an ice pack for something that didn't need an ice pack? I don't know. I feel like the one that was most deserving of the ice pack was probably a bee sting. But, I mean, some of the time, you know, I'd be like, I'd have a headache, ice pack. I'd have stomach ache, ice pack. One time my ear was bleeding, ice pack. (laughs) (laughs) Your ear was bleeding? We were playing freeze dance in music class and a kid hit his head on the wall and started bleeding out of his head. Ice pack. Freeze dance is a dangerous sport. For first graders, absolutely. The way that we were headbanging and rolling on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I could break dance in first grade. Everyone thinks that they can break dance in elementary school. You can't break dance. You're just rolling around on the ground. Stop rolling around on the ground. Learn some rhythm, children. This is a message. <laughs> Please send this back in the time capsule. This is a message to both of our past selves. Miss <laughs> Holly Morgan. This is a message for Miss Holly Morgan. Yes, yeah, stop break dancing. You can't whistle while dancing either. So <laughs> don't audition for the talent show with your stop, whistle. Stop, stop, stop. Wanna look at another submission? Yeah, that would be good. So this is an entry from our friend Rhett. Thank you so much, Rhett. One of the works of fiction that Rhett cites is changing the way he thinks is the TV show based on the book What We Owe to Each Other. So here is the submission from Rhett. The beauty of the book is that the title is its premise. There's a paragraph in the introduction that explains the thesis in more detail. The rest of the book is just contextualizing the thesis into the history of philosophy. The TV show based on the philosophy of the book is The Good Place. 
I would argue that the existence of television and even our suffering through existence, the existence of reality shows is justified because it has allowed us to have this one perfect show that examines the idea of living a good life. Yeah, that show is amazing. Like, I know. That's kind of... That, no, I 100% agree this with everything that trash you Trash is worth it just for this one treasure. Mm-hmm. Without giving too much away, The Good Place is essentially a show about a version of the afterlife. And that's all. If you haven't watched it, that's all I'm going to tell you. It is both a comedy and an examination of philosophy. And if you think that sounds weird, check it out. If you think that sounds cool, check it out. If you hate the sound of that, check it out. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone should watch this show. Everyone should, Everyone watch, should this watch this show. show. It's really worth watching blind. Just yeah. go right in. But I'll give you some, some information about it. So The Good Place was created by Michael Shore. I think that's how you say his last name. And it stars a wonderful cast of actors, including my favorite, Kristen Bell, uh, William Jackson Harper, Jamila, Jamila Jamil, Darcy Carden, Manny Jacinto, and Ted Danson. And it actually had four seasons running from 2016 to 2020. So when I first heard about this show, I thought it was going to be a sitcom. And I think some people have described it as a sitcom, but it's not that at all. And I, I don't like sitcoms personally because the characters don't learn from their actions. But this show is entirely about how people... Learning from their actions. Yeah, how people can learn what we owe to each other, what we owe to each other. Yeah, it's important. I... I think the best way I would describe this show in its entirety, the emotional essence of it, is the constant feeling of laughing while crying. Yeah, that's kind of, yeah, yeah. Like I, in the beginning, it's like a stressed laughing while crying. And in the end, it's like a sort of relieved laughing while crying. <laughs> mm -hmm. Pretty accurate. That's pretty accurate. Yeah. Spoilers are probably going to happen from here on out. Yeah, that's and why we put this submission last, because, like, the spoilers... This is a show that you do not want spoiled. I recently rewatched the finale, and... Crying. Ugh, oh, made me cry all crying. over again. I think what got to me the most was probably Jason leaving. Oh, really? Uh, that got you the most? Because I guess because he left first. Yeah, because he left first, and it was sort of that realization of this is where it's going. Yeah, in the, in the end... What is it? They I, all walk, they walk through. They go, they essentially after spending an inconceivable amount of time in the afterlife, the happy afterlife they created, they realize that the reason that we value and care about life and experiences and each other is because it will end one day. So they give an option for people to choose when it ends and they all choose to leave it's heartbreaking because you, you don't want it to go i mean most people were saying they wished it didn't have to end so soon but a lot of the creators were saying that's kind of the point you know obviously it's it's powerful for a show to end before everyone gets sick of it that's important yeah but also, i think that's a big deal it's symbolic in the fact that life is too short mm -hmm. so the show felt too short but it was still right it's yeah, st it still felt right point. yeah I remember being pretty distraught in the midst of contemplating all this stuff and the speech that Chidi gives to Eleanor at the end. I wrote it down here to, to jog your mind, mm -hmm. but it's part of a, the Buddhist form of 
It's a Buddhist the thought. The wave returning yeah. to the water. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll just read it because I think it's important to just talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's when Eleanor Shellstrop says, like, I still don't want you to go. Can you say something? She says, like, can you say something philosophical to comfort me? Mm-hmm. And that's that's the sort of person I am, too. Like, just someone say something correct to just <laughs> to just make Deep me feel thoughts. better about this terrible situation. Picture a wave in the ocean. You can see it, measure its height, the way that sunlight refracts when it passes through, and it's there and you can see it. You know what it is. It's a wave. And then it crashes in the shore and it's gone. But the water is still there and the wave was just a different way for the water to be for a little while. That's one conception of death for a Buddhist. The wave returns to the ocean, where it came from, and where it's supposed to be. Whenever I hear it, I tear up. I am mm-hmm. tearing up, in fact, right now. Yeah. Ah, oh, jokes. <laughs> where have they gone? It's too, it's, too, it's too good of a show. Dying is scary. Yeah. Thinking about the fact that we, that there is a possibility of just us becoming nothing. But then this is a reminder that, like, no matter what, we're not going to become nothing. At least we're, right after. Yeah. We're, we're going to become. We're going back to where we're supposed to be which yeah. is yeah whether you think world. that's like even if where you're supposed to be is some spiritual returning to the earth such as the buddhists believe or if you think you're returning to the heavens as in many religions you know it's all you're gonna go where returning. you're supposed to be mm-hmm. yeah and that wonderful message is all mixed in with giant flying cocktail shrimp and strange horses with people's heads on their faces the afterlife's a strange place and the good place is a strange place you know you'd think that this show would be you'd be kind of detached from the characters because it's you know it's not a a world that we know it's not happening in your day-to-day life it's not happening in your day-to-day life but it's still one of the most human shows like the message even though it takes place in a world where pain doesn't quite operate the same way it still is so personal and like real and it's about you know even if you don't think that there's an afterlife you know it's about what you can do now and how you can change as a person and how you can value your life while it's still here Mm -hmm. and it's all wrapped up into an entertaining comedy honestly i think it i think it Mm -hmm. falls in comedy with mediocre yogurt and (laughs) oh gosh i was hearing the actors talk about the medium place and how it was a soul-sucking set (laughs) what did you what did you feel about the the medium place it was like a plane and a a house on the plane right that was just it (laughs) yeah and she could eat things like unsalted pretzels hard pretzels okay i don't know what the issue is i would just brush the salt off of the pretzels when I, what I used to do that, I would just brush the salt off the pretzels because I didn't like the. Because why would you? You just couldn't want even a whole deal with the salt? one white person <laughs> flavor. You couldn't even deal with salt. The one thing we understand. Crunchy, bro. <laughs> it was crunchy. That was your problem. Yeah, and then I eat it off the paper. Yeah. What? Just eat the salt. So you would eat the salt on its own. I would eat the salt on okay, its own. Okay, that at least it. No, not at least. Don't excuse my terrible actions. <laughs> <laughs> Desperately want to be on a show like this with, with a, such a small cast. 
where they get to know each other so well. Oh, that would be fun. And even though there was, even though Kristen Bell and Ted Danson, they have done a lot of very big professional acting jobs, and the rest of the cast was not as well known. In fact, the actress who played Tahani, that was her first acting job ever. She did so good. I know she, she so was good. fantastic. You know, this is a better afterlife than the one in Hades. I gotta say, <laughs> that's <laughs> at least true. we're not. I mean, in this show, it may have been. Well, actually, we don't know because a lot of the stuff in the main bad place is sort of hidden away and described. And it sounds it actually it sounds worse. A lot of the shades in Tartarus in Hades, they're kind of just chilling out, standing around in the blistering heat. Whereas in in the good place, there seems to be a lot of bees, bees, bees. destruction of various genitals unfortunately with bees. with bees at least they never mentioned any soul-sucking butterflies though so actually i think hades is worse why are the soul-sucking butterflies in elysium what are they doing there i don't know i don't know i don't know and elysium's supposed to be the good place for all the heroes and it's the worst place for us yeah and so everyone's they- like you're a demon i'm like i'm just a chill god just don't need no sympathy <laughs> <laughs> Well, as we wrap up the show, uh, do you have any fiction-related resolutions? For the new year? For the new year, yeah. Well, I actually looked down at my shirt and remembered, if things could get better this year, I would very much like to go to another Renaissance Festival, which is like the biggest version of fiction blended with reality possible. Oh, absolutely. And since I can juggle now, maybe I can get on the outskirts of an act not an act, but like just be a just be a person. Like here's your beer, but also I can juggle it for you. <laughs> what about you? I think yeah, I think I. It's kind of embarrassing to admit this, but I still haven't beat the Ender Dragon ever. I always played in creative mode in Minecraft, so I'm definitely gonna do that on my survival game. I I've don't never, know. I've never done it either. Yeah, we could team up. <gasps> team up. Oh my gosh. We have a family Minecraft server. We so do. We could team up with our family. We with the cousins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm also trying to get my friends to play Zork. Oh. Our favorite, apparently from the 70s, I think, text adventure game where you have to submit commands. You spawn in a house and they're like, behind you is a field and a and in front of you is a mailbox and a house. And to the west is the forest. And to the east, there's a grate. I always get so lost. Why would you ever play pre-scripted text adventures when you could just play AI Dungeon, where it makes it up on the spot and can't keep continuity for anything? What's AI Dungeon? It's essentially a text adventure that auto-generates as you go on. My best run was probably when I um, there was a ghost apocalypse and then my son what? was gone. You had a son? This sounds like I had Skyrim. a son and I was a I was a guy who was a, who had a son, but the son was missing and I had to go to New York, but New York was taken over by the ghosts what? and the ghosts. And then there was another guy and I shot him because we didn't. I, he didn't he was me but then i was him and we were all ghosts and there were three ghosts and then i became a ghost it was very tragic and then i died in front of my son who was also oh. a ghost but then my son shot me when i i came back to life what <laughs> my like success that. was creating a grand narrative where i died twice in one game <laughs> and we're revived I wasn't revived. I woke up and it was all a dream, but then I was in a blood-covered house. What? Uh, what? <laughs> what? What? 
Yeah. So I guess one of my resolutions is to play yeah. AI Dungeon. Definitely. <laughs> we got this. We yeah. can complete all of our resolutions and 100%. also do non-entertainment things, but... <laughs> mm, escapism is the way. Escapism, <laughs> escapism is, the, is way. the way. Escapism is the way. No productivity. <laughs> I'd like to thank Becca Stock for our theme music. And also, we're looking for more submissions, so submit them to our Instagrams until we've got an email set up. Yay. Wow, you sound thrilled. We did it! <laughs> <laughs>